Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bernays. Every week, every week, I am your host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got a lot to talk about today on the 14 front and on the other Square Enix news front, including Asmongold locking in the review, finished the A Realm Reborn stuff, locking in his review of that segment of his leveling experience. We'll talk about that right off the top of the show. If you're watching on uh, YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over right there, readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. Upper right corner, you'll see all the socials. You can also check out all the uh, previously posted episodes and, of course, our streamer schedule and links to everybody's stuff so that you can follow all of our volunteer streamers. But check it out, follow, subscribe, turn on those notifications, tell your friends, if you like what we do, that's the easiest, fastest, and cheapest way to support us, and we very much appreciate it. We are closing in, gentlemen, on the 500 followers mark here. Uh, actually, I don't have that screen up. Let me pull that screen up. Uh, sometimes I'm professional. Whoops, that's YouTube. That's YouTube. It's like I don't even know what these icons mean. Ornate 82. Or, yeah, 482. Thank you. We are almost there. Almost there. Uh, also on the line, we've got uh, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. What's up? What? What? I like the new dude. Bam. Hey, bam, indeed, my man. Happy to be here. Yeah, you're happy to be That's here. Fun. We're happy to have you, my man. We're happy to have you, my man. What's your name? What's your name? Let's talk about some Final Fantasy. Hey, I'm all for it. What's your name? Who are you? Okay. My name's Jason. Oh, did you did you throw your dad out of the house? You're going to do the show today? Do the show? Yeah, I'm doing the show. You're doing the show? All right, all right. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Let's get this man a Twitter account. Get this boy some follows. <laughs> also on the line. Oh, no, you didn't sub anybody in for you? It's just you. I did. I, I'm sorry. It's sorry just... to disappoint. Yeah, no, I don't. Mm, well, I, you. Right. I can't. I can't stop that. So. Adam Lane, aka Kronos. What's <laughs> up, sir? Not much, man. Uh, just, just kind of chilling. Honestly, you do Ready sound a bit chill today. Fans. Like you just sound like you're relaxed. That's probably because I took a nap after work. <laughs> 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 so, you know. That afternoon power nap, man. That is I'm a. Old. That or is an amazing old. thing. An amazing thing. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, let's get to it first. Uh, Asmongold has locked in the review for A Realm Reborn. Now, just a few qualifiers on uh, his opinions here. Uh, and he does, you know, kind of start his entire video, 17 minutes. You can go check it out uh, on his uh, Twitter. There's links right to it. Uh, he does start off by kind of just setting the stage that this is through A Realm Reborn and all the A Realm Reborn 2.x content. He is now into the Heaven's Word stuff. Uh, and on the raid front, basically has done everything item level appropriate without the echo, except for Savage, except for Savage. So he hasn't done any of that Savage content yet, but has done 
the you know the extremes and then the binding coils and and all that fun stuff. So he'll probably circle back to give opinions specifically on the savage. Excuse me, hiccups. Uh, specifically on the savage front. But as far as story, the leveling experience, the initial impressions with raids, uh, was generally pretty positive. Pretty positive. He's uh, he's enjoying it. I'm glad. You know, whether or not you like Gold, I like when somebody finds a game, even if it's not Final Fantasy XIV, that they enjoy, they have fun with, because that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, honestly, I had watched a few streams, Kronos. I wasn't surprised uh, that this was his final opinion. And I think, and he kind of sets this up at the end of the video, if this was his opinion of the Realm Reborn content, right, which is arguably mm -hmm. a little more of a slog than the rest of it, uh, I think he's going to be even happier with how the game, not only the story, but the game's mechanics and systems evolve in Heaven's Word and the expansions beyond. Yeah, I mean that. that yeah, he, he mentions that too. So like, um, I'm I'm actually like when I guessed earlier, I, I thought he'd be a little bit more critical, but I'm I'm glad that he's like super happy having a good time. I think being able to enjoy the story with like ninety thousand people, yeah, probably makes a difference. That'll do it. Yeah, um, the Twitch paycheck will will, will also <laughs> you know, yeah. help you enjoy what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, but no, most of my enjoyment from the game recently has been watching his streams, honestly. Um, they're like le just legit enjoyable. Uh, I really like watching him do the men eye level raids. I think that's really cool. I think he's kind of starting a trend where I start, I'm seeing a lot of people do that, those things again now, yeah. which is awesome because yeah. those fights are awesome. Uh, especially when you do them without Echo and the way they're kind of meant to be. I mean, you still have the job changes, right? Which are different yeah. than we had back then. But um, the fact that he's doing that is really cool. Uh, and it's really awesome to see that they go back through those old fights and do them at that kind of that difficulty level. Savage is a whole other beast. Honestly, like Savage second coil is very different for back in the time. So I'd be interested to see when he goes back because they're pretty punishing him in our level. So. Yeah, and one of the things he does say about the raids is that he didn't, you know, he didn't feel like they were all that difficult. He said he had mm -hmm. to, you know, make some adjustments with Leviathan uh, Extreme in particular. Uh, tanking that go and his his example was you know I this is what I was doing and now this is what I have to do uh, with the hands a little further out uh, but I think yeah I think he's in for a little bit of a shakeup when he hits those those savages even just comparing you know those savages to current savages you're right it is a bit of a different ball game the the way things work then. Tark, he, he, he did mention, though, uh, uh, something that I thought was really important. And we're going to give some advice to new players, too, here in a minute. And not the, like, you know, the, go, go grind this stuff. Like, you, there's tons of guides for that stuff. Just things that we wish we knew if we were just starting out today. Like, those odds and ends type things. Yep. So we'll have some advice for you, too. But one of the things Asman said that I thought was really, uh, really interesting was... If he had just been playing this in the background, he probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. And we joke about, yeah. you know, Twitch paychecks and stuff like that, certainly helping. But he was speaking more to, he wouldn't have read the quests. He would have just been blowing through the content trying to get to what yeah. he ultimately wanted to get to, which was the raids. Uh, and because of the way he did it on stream, he actually ended up enjoying it a lot more than he thought, which is kind of ironic because most of us longtime Final 14, uh, Final Fantasy 14 streamers 
or podcast hosts, we try to not read or watch that stuff during a stream, and we'll just go back and watch it later because we don't want to spoil things for our viewers. He has the benefit of this being, you know, six to eight year old content, but a, certainly a valid point that, yeah, he's he's enjoying that aspect when it isn't something he naturally would have done. It only came as a result of him streaming. It's truly fascinating. I, I would have thought that it would be flipped that, you know, if you're doing it off stream, you're taking more time to enjoy the content and, and the story. And when you're on stream, you want to get to the action. You want to get to the, the good parts, you know, that he's. Uh, most interested about which is the rating and, and dungeons and such so i found that absolutely fascinating um but good on him to to stick with it and I, i'm glad he enjoys it uh it gets better from here yeah it definitely gets better from here he does have dark knight now chronos he, he did mm -hmm. unlock dark knight he specifically said he did like that quest and storyline uh and he talked about two key moments in the story that really made him feel connected oh. to the story uh and he spoils stuff. I'm going to spoil stuff here. For God's sakes, guys, it's been six to eight years for some of this stuff. Go yeah. ahead and, and figure it out if you if you need to at this point. He specifically talks about the end of the binding coil, Kronos, when you do get to see uh, Louis Swa, you do get to see you know what happened at the end of that amazing cinematic way back when that Answers plays over and how Louis Swa and Bahamut had their little tiff. He turns into Phoenix, and there's that huge moment. He just he, he was absolutely impressed and compared that to some stuff in The Lord of the Rings where there's just that, and he did this a lot, right? The hands going from side to side, right? <laughs> it's this talking about taking a story that's like this and then just opening it up um, and how that can feel forced versus feel genuine. And here he said, this feels genuine. Uh, and it made him care about these characters and be emotionally involved in the story as opposed to comparing to what he n is known for, World of Warcraft, you know, um, Sylvanas tearing the Helm of Domination, kind of feeling more forced to move the expansion along. Uh, pretty pretty insightful. And then he, he talks about Midgar Sormer as the second real yeah. moment that he was really invested in. Just hearing, like... Him talk about those makes me go, oh, God, I remember those, Kronos. Oh, that was so good. Remember when he, he just tore into right into Bahamut as a phoenix, and oh, my God, it was amazing. So it is really cool watching that type of stuff. The the phoenix cutscene, if, if people haven't seen it, is yeah. badass. Oh, yeah, absolutely um, epic. It's one of the best was, still in the game right, to this day. Right up there I, with the opening. I mean, I remember, two I, side by side, just, yeah. Right. I, I remember being, like, one of the first people in my SC to see that cutscene. Um, because we had two raid groups at the time in my FC, and that was the first time we ever passed the first raid group. Was we actually beat them to beating twelve, and uh, like I couldn't wait to like tell everybody about that cutscene. Um, <laughs> I was a bit surprised at the big R summer one. I mean, that is pretty epic, um, but I figured there'd be like some other moments. But like the end of ARR, I feel like resonates pretty big with me. Like you know, not Nomino and all that stuff, and like when you're leaving. Yeah. Uh, but big R summer is a big deal too. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, he also really likes dragons, right? So yeah, any any time a big dragon's on top of like a big ship, I'm sure he's gonna be excited. So Heavensward's gonna he's gonna be great. Like Heavensward's gonna be awesome for him. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah, with Nidhogg nothing but dragons and, and all of it uh, yeah, as he goes so. through it. it. It was nice to hear. Like, so I expected, yeah, oh, I'm enjoying it and everything. Uh, you know, Asmongold, if you if you don't watch a lot, you probably you know don't really know that. 
he he is very literate, right? Like he is very, and I don't mean that as like, a, oh my God, the dude reads books, but you know, com- making literary comparisons and talking about creative writing and talk may not be what most you know casual Asmin fans uh, would expect from him. But I thought it was uh, absolutely wonderful comparisons that he was making to some Tolkien works and things like that. Tark, not able to respond. Sorry. There's <laughs> <laughs> that little one interruption again. I'm sorry, what was the question, sir? There was no question. I was talking about oh, okay. him, you know, kind of going out of his shell as far as, and he does this often mm-hmm. on that other channel, but if you don't yeah. watch that other channel, you don't know, like, how literate of a guy he is, right? Yeah. He, he references well Dungeons and Dragons and Chaotic Good and Chaotic uh, Evil, he references some uh, some Tolkien from the books, not from the movies. Like he he makes some really apt comparisons there. Yeah, I loved his Dungeons and Dragons uh, alignments comparisons to, you know, not everyone, uh, very few people are chaotic evil and just evil for evil's sake. Um, th- that will come, <laughs> Stormblood, um, and he'll he'll notice that probably right off. But that that was a great comparison there. One of the things he's looking forward to the most: jumping puzzles. Yeah. Jumping puzzles. I got a video on my personal YouTube channel, Asman. When you get to Kagane Tower, I got you covered. <laughs> I got you covered. Nice. Got you covered. All in all, you know, um, yeah. If you if you just watch Asman in his streams, yeah, this might be a different Asman for you in this video. If you don't watch any of his secondary channel where he does this type of content uh, a little more often, it's a little. I, in my experience, it's the the content of his that I like more. Uh, yeah. it's more genuine. It's more him, not the Asmin character, uh, on, on his streams and stuff. But Hey, I love that he's enjoying it. Uh, I love that many of his audience is enjoying it. Uh, and Hey, more in the flock is never a bad thing, right? More people, more budget, maybe. Yeah. Question mark. Yep. So let's say, <laughs> let's say, gentlemen, you were an Asmund Gold fan. You were watching his streams. You had never played Final Fantasy fourteen in your life, and you were just, you know what, my boy Asmund's playing it. I'm gonna start it too, and I'm gonna take it seriously too. Not just a, you know, a little fly by night, try it for a day or two. I want to go through a couple of things. We don't have to go forever on this, but a couple of things that you wish as a new player you knew going into the game. We'll kind of round robin this that way because we have not compared lists. All three of the hosts have their own kind of couple of points that they want to make. We don't know if there's any duplication. Uh, so if there is, the round robin will give everybody a chance to talk. So Kronos, give us something that as a brand new player today, you can tell somebody that you wish you knew way back when. I'm going to try not to steal anyone's answers. Some of these, like, my less obvious ones, I guess. Um, I'll, I'll start. So I'm, I'm going to come probably more from, like, if you're playing to get to, like, the hardcore-ish content, I guess. Like, okay. that's your goal. Uh, please, please read your skills. Um, <laughs> like, go go to your menu, read what they do, and, like, know why they're useful. Don't just ignore your skills. I see people at level 80 that don't use skills that are very important. Um so like if your if your goal is to get there and to do that kind of content, especially like with Party Finder and stuff, just just read. It's to take the time away from the quest for like five minutes. Yeah, I, I think skills. I think we should tie in with that one a little bit. That your class quests take priority. 
<laughs> because that is often a little overlooked by by new players. So that's how you get those abilities that Kronos is talking about. Get your class quests done as you open them up. Take a break from the main story and go finish the class quests. Tark, what do you got? What's first tip number one from the Tark man for a new player today? I would say take your time. Uh, I believe that the greatest gift that this game has is its story. Um, if you rush through it, you're not going to enjoy it. Um, taking your time helps lead to that. Um, I liken this to a single player game with multiplayer elements to it. So if you go in with that mindset and, and know that the story um, is its its core and its heart, uh, you'll, you'll enjoy it a lot more if you take your time. First one I'm going to give you is don't buy anything off the market board until <laughs> you have Googled it. Okay? Going to save you some gill right away. There is an awful lot of that stuff from 1 through 50 that is available from vendors in the game that people have market boarded because you newbies might not check to see if you can get it from a vendor. So Google the items if you're planning to buy them from the market board. Kronos. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to stick with like the raid theme again, I guess. Uh, if if your goal, again, I'm, I'm saying like if your goal is to get to max level and to do like harder content, right? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, uh, whole milk in chat is right. But... Put everything you have on the market board because your fellow new players won't look it up. Yeah, buy, buy those chocobo sables and then upsell them, dude. Right. Works every time. Evil uh, getting mad at me because I'm messing with the racket. <laughs> yeah, people love to buy vendor items for more than they're worth. It. It's it's pretty common. Um, but not so. I think a lot of big things are like people want to just like go straight into like these extreme contents and they don't really understand a lot. So like, you know, doing it. Doing stuff casually, if that's what you want to do, that's that's perfectly fine. But please, please hit a trading dummy. Uh, they're 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 everywhere in Aorzia. There's there's a lot of them. There's like the areas that have them. Again, like in a in, in a like read your skills and then go to a trading dummy and learn like what you should be doing with your class. I just I, I just want people to become like more competent with their job, especially if, if like your goal is to raid. Um, it you know you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be like the best at your job, but you should understand kind of like the flow is the best way I can Fair it. enough. What you got, Tark? These are good tips, gentlemen. This one, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with... is over here like grooming new raiders. He's like, <laughs> I don't care hey, that hey. you're just starting the game. When you're <laughs> 80, to get that 1%, you better 2%. have this down. <laughs> go ahead, Tark. Uh, I'm going to say, and Final Fantasy, unfortunately, um, yes, there's icons for this, but I think they do it pretty poorly. Um, Google, watch a YouTube video, find out how to unlock all the things. There's so much stuff when you hit those 50, 60, 70, 80 plateaus, um, and they don't just all become unlocked. You actually have to find out how to do it, do a certain quest. They're, they're, NPCs have markers with you know blue on them. Those are the most important. They unlock dungeons, raids, uh, any, any quest icon that has that little yeah. plus sign on it is going to exactly. add something. <gasps> Too many times have I tried to uh, do something with someone and like, oh, I don't have that unlocked. How do I unlock that? It's like, ugh. Evil in chat, and we'll take some chat too. If you guys have tips, we'll throw them in here. Evil in chat doesn't want you new players to run away from Dragon Sight. It's been happening a lot lately, and it's kind of funny. That, that you don't want to run away from that. That uh, uh, I so 
Uh, Windshark in chat jokingly says everybody should pick the most broken race, the Lalafell. So it's true. I'm going to yeah, use no. my tip here to tell you that roll whatever you want at the beginning when it comes to the races. Yes, mathematically, there is a very slight difference between the different races. Like one to two points? Yeah. So, like, if you need intelligence as your key stat, the Dusk White Elizin, uh, they are two points higher than this one. and But it's not going to matter at all. Not early, not middle, not late. Pick whatever you want when you're rolling your character. Any race you want. And don't worry about the way you look, your character looks, or what you class should. you start with, because if you're unhappy with either, you can change both of those very early in the game, and you can even go full-blown cash shop Fantasia and go wild-changing later if you want to as well. So you can't screw it up. You can't screw it up. Go ahead, Kronos. Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess I'll take a step back for this one, more like it's a leveling thing that I feel like I see a lot of people skip. And this is kind of related to what Tark said, like the blue quest thing. Uh, get your challenge log. It's very good. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I feel like, skip that, uh, especially if you're going to level like more than one job. Uh, it, because it can kind of compile into your dailies and just give you like free experience. Makes the process like way easier. Obviously, once you get to certain levels now, it becomes less important because you have things like Bosja and stuff and Palace of the Dead. But it really helps, like, especially when you go back and you're going to try to, like, it's just a break to level from, like, those, like, 30 to 50 jobs that came out in, like, Heaven's Words and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's Pris, just convenient. Prismind kind of adding to this whole extra experience discussion, too, that it, once you unlock it and you're able to do Wondrous Tales, but you are not yet level capped, continue to do your Wondrous Tales. Initially, those did not offer experience as rewards. Now they do yeah. if you are doing them on a character that is not, or a class uh, or a job that is not level capped you'll earn experience there what you got tark my next one is take a break from the main grind of everything go enjoy the gold saucer i have gotten back into Asmin it especially with making rain the gold saucer uh, in his review. I, I, I've, I've forgotten how much fun you can have when you just kind of live in there uh gates every 20 minutes you got mini games um i've I've been enjoying doing the fashion report. I finally got a hundred on that. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, so go, go do that. Have some fun, get away from the, the main grind. Um, and you can get some cool stuff like mounts, minions, uh, cosmetics, all that fun stuff. I'm going to give you this one. Attune to the Aetherites. <laughs> that's on my list. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. <laughs> Attune to the Aetherites. My son and I were laughing at a, a post on Reddit that was talking about you want to know what pain is leveling all the way through heaven's word not uh attuning to a single aetherite because they misunderstood it as being a home point and they didn't want to change their home point from where they had home pointed oh so not yeah. only had they been walking that entire time but now they have to walk all the way through those zones again to attune to the aetherites Attuned to them is different than making one your home point. Touch the Aetherites. Touch the Aetherites, please. Kronos. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't know you could teleport for probably like the first 20 or so levels. It was, uh, I walked <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was a bad, bad time. Uh, yeah, you kind of took mine, but that's fine. Uh, 
I told you we didn't compare lists, so there might yeah. be overlap. So I've I've had a few overlap now. Um, I guess like again, like I, I think again, I'll, I'll go with, like the blue, the cool, because I've seen new play, new quest, uh, new players do this too. The, the the regular quests are pretty pointless, honestly, unless you're like really interested in some weird aspect of like the regular quest. Just don't do the yellow ones, like unless like you're really like OCD and you want to get them off your screen. <laughs> They're really <laughs> yeah. like not not worth doing. Um, you know, it, it's it's it sucks to say that. It's, it's like actually better to save those for alternate classes. Yeah, alts. Yeah. It helps speed the, the your first and second alt up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I, I would just kind of honestly ignore them unless unless you really really want to do them. Um, there's just not much use for them. Dark. These are good tips, go. gentlemen. You guys are on fire. Yeah. Hey, we we. we it's like we played this game for a little bit. Yeah, you know, just eight years. Um, I'm gonna go with. Don't be afraid Some of to us change longer. jobs. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, don't be afraid to change jobs. If you are not enjoying the role or job that you're playing, it's it's really okay that it was designed that you could play all jobs on one character. You don't have to worry about starting. You need to have to start from the beginning, but it's still on the same character. Your progress on that other job is there. Um, so find something that you're going to have fun with. And if you're not, change the job. Go to something different. Um, you're not having fun with the ranged. Go to melee. You're not having fun with that. Try tanking. Healing. You do, you you do all do it on get one character. One to cap though, because then you'll start oh, triggering yes, experience bonuses for the remaining ones as you're leveling them. So that can help too. But yeah, if you're like level forty and you're not feeling, yeah. you know, white mage, you know. Try scholar if you still want to try healing, or, or try something else. It's it's fine. Yeah, evil. You Don't are be afraid um, on um, uh, my tip here, so I'll I'll credit evil. But uh, this was also my next tip. I do want to put whole milks in here. Palace of the Dead. Again, this mm -hmm. is one of those things. A little later, once you've unlocked it, definitely go do. It's a procedurally generated deep dungeon stuff that you can uh, repeat over and over and over again. Uh, for big chunks of experience in those level ranges. Uh, Windshark saying, don't be afraid to play healers or tanks if you enjoy. And Prismine saying, oh my God, when raiding, don't fight over aggro. I feel like that's like a new player tip for every MMO, but there we go. Mm. Uh, Evil and I want to chime in on the same thing. If it's your first time in a dungeon or a raid, say so. Here's the thing. The game is going to warn the entire party anyway. You can't stop that. If it's your first time completing this, it's going to let everybody know there is a first-timer in the group. We're going to give you a bonus for X tombstones uh, when you complete this. So they know somebody in the group is new. So you might as well say, hey, it's me, first-time player, new class, wh whatever the case may be. Because there are characters that I, you know, my classes, some classes I haven't played in a year and a half. And they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're whatever, level 60, level 70. And I'll get back on it. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these buttons do anymore. And I'll just say it in the dungeon because in that case, it won't pop the warning because I have done the thing. But I'll be like, yeah, I haven't played this tank in three years. I, if I lose aggro, I'm sorry, guys. Like, just speak up. Everybody knows somebody is new anyway. So yeah. there's no point in hiding it. And you'll probably get some good tips, some goodwill, and even if you do shitty, you're probably leaving with a couple player commendations because of it. Go ahead, Kronos. Uh, One more. Yeah. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna stack on yours just a little bit, but I'm not gonna count. I'm gonna. Oh no, stacks resolve, buddy. You got to move uh, on. Yeah, so, That's uh, a Final Fantasy TCG reference for yeah, you folks. Good reference. <laughs> Opus fourteen uh, tomorrow. Don't don't join farm parties if you have not cleared. <laughs> That's yeah. like I, I've lost count how many times people have like joined the thing and then you get the new bonus and they're like, "Who is it?" Yep. And they gotta figure it out and then you leave. But uh, another thing, like I'll go back to rating for a second. If you are interested in in rating, find people that have similar goals to you. Not everybody raids for the same reason. Um, don't think that like because everybody's clearing in week one, you got to clear in week one or because they're clearing faster than you, like they're more important or something like find, if you want to raid and do the eight man content in the game, find seven people with the same goal. It doesn't matter if it takes you six months. It doesn't matter if it takes you eight months. If, if you're having fun and you're doing it and you're raiding and you're all pushing toward the same thing, that's the fun part of the game. Don't feel like you have to like be in some tier of raider. Yeah. Everybody's raiding for different reasons and it's fun for different reasons. So like just find the most important thing is finding people that have the same reasons as you. And that's probably almost a lot of content in this game, honestly. So yeah. Tark, last one from you. My last one was actually Kronos's first one. So there's a repeat. Uh read your tool tips, read your tool tips, read your tool tips. They tell you how they work. Um, you might want to look up an online guide to see how they're organized. Um, but hitting a training dummy, um, seeing certain abilities flash up when you hit other abilities, um, you can probably get the gist of it um, but if you read your tooltips um, usually they'll guide you in the right direction and I'm going to say join a free company as soon mm. as you can uh, find one uh, kind of going with Kronos's find raiders that want to do the same objectives and goals that you do you can search the communities for a free company that is more aligned with you if you are you know, a 40 year old gamer and you want to game with adults there, you know, there's communities for that. If you, you know, you want a hardcore savage raid, there are community, but you don't know anything about that yet. There are communities that will accept you and groom you to be part of their, their teams for hardcore savage raiding and progression rating and things like that. Uh, you want to RP? Go ahead. You want to ERP? Yeah, you'll find that too. So you know, whatever you want to do. Not on Party Finder. Find, not, yeah, on not, Party not on Party Finder. <laughs> Don't do that on Party Finder. Don't do that on Party Finder. No, no, no. Um, yeah, good tips, gentlemen. Good tips. Most of all, have fun. It's a fucking game. It's a yep. game. It's the most important thing. It's a game. All right, gentlemen, did you know... The cookbook is now available for pre-order. Kronos already shaking his head. You're going to level uh, up your Final Fantasy XIV cooking. I'm going to tell you why I'm shaking my head. Why? Because the first word I saw in this post was ultimate. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. And then I saw the cookbook, and I was like, oh. <laughs> You got very yeah. excited for a minute, huh? Yeah. Thought they baited me. Getting news on your delayed ultimate. Yeah. Well, this is the ultimate. You is get it? go cooking. It's the ultimate Final and you Fantasy get gear 14 from it. online cookbook. Online yeah. cookbook. There was an episode that we, like one of our early, way earlier ones, that I was like, hey, if this gets 50 views before the next episode, we will do a live stream cooking Yoshi P's thing that he did a live stream cooking. Uh, we'll do the same thing with this one. If this episode gets 100 views on YouTube uh, before next week's show starts, so it's 7 p.m. Eastern Thursday, uh, I will order the cookbook and we'll do a live stream cooking one of the items. 
from the cookbook. Or, I'm going to buy this. I actually, uh, and, and I know, we're, try not to tip anything, gentlemen, because we, we're going to come back to this one. We're going to come back to this. Uh, but, yeah, you know, um, I'll pick it up and, and, and make something. Did you, GameStop has the, oh, God. If you pre-order this through GameStop, by the way, you get the special collector's cover. Oh, my. As if there was more reason I just wanted to set that company on fire. I just, now, is, is it a hardbound versus paper paperback? No, it's the cover that, itself. That would make me... No, it's the cover itself. Um, I mean, you gotta, buy, you gotta buy two, Mike. No, fuck yeah. that. No, he's gotta buy four. He's gotta buy I gotta eight. buy four, because I, I gotta leave one of each sealed. Yeah, I gotta leave one of each sealed. Well, you could just buy three. You could buy two of the... Well, yeah. No. Two of one. Man, you you're a half-ass collector. One. No. And then you're a you half-ass collector. The other one. You're so half-assedness. You don't, don't need to never, open Don't let two. your kids that are in your place right now Whatever. hear you half-ass in the collection. You got to teach them how to collect right. Yeah. Come on, Tark. You never know when you're going to need two of the same cookbook with different yeah. covers. You got to have I mean, two of the same so that you have yeah. an open one and a sealed one. You know, I'm I'm trying to prepare myself for the next for the Atlas show right now. Okay, so. <laughs> There's the cookbook for you. There's the cookbook for you. Also, in other Final Fantasy XIV news this week, we have uh, an update on the Sage icon, Kronos. What's going on here? Uh, yeah, so there was, like, some, uh, like, phobia that I honestly had never heard of. Um, and phobia? so it's kind of it's cool that um, they're even paying attention to this, honestly. Um, and if it bothers that many people, then it should be changed. And if it's easy to change, I'm glad they're changing it kind of how i feel about it. it's pretty short and sweet um so yeah the sage icon's changing because people were having issues with it from that that phobia yeah it's called trypophobia and it's for those that feel disgust or fear when they see clusters of small holes or bumps uh so the previous icon i'm showing you the new one here but the previous icon had a few more a few more holes in uh, the little sage weapons there uh, let me turn off some of that stuff in the, in the new lifts uh, and so those have been taken out. Uh, it is weird. Like, so I'm, I'm a little weird on this one, Tark, and I want to see if anybody is, like, kind of in the same ballpark with me. I think it's tremendous to have a dev team say, you know, hey, we're going to acknowledge that we're getting a lot of feedback on this and make this type of change. And Yoshi P did go out and, and kind of say, hey, look, that's because this icon appears a lot. Like, you know, anytime you open your classes pane, it's going to be there. You know, anytime you yep. queue up in a party and somebody's, it's going to be there. Because some people were saying, okay, uh, have you run, says Tasha, uh, ever? Uh, lots of holes, lots of bumps in, says Tasha, you know. And, and his, his point is, well, that's, yeah, that's a dungeon. This is something as part of the user interface that people are going to see a lot and see it over and over and over again. Uh, but I do see the other side of this argument, which is, while, it, yeah, hey, it's nice to have a dev team that does this. It's kind of like, well, now you've opened a little bit of a door, haven't you? On what? What about people that are arachnophobic and putting spiders in the game? What about people that people that have this fear and putting that in the game? Uh, so I can understand the argument. Like I don't know which side I stand on uh, on this one. I th I think I'm probably in the middle. I'll, I'll ride the fence on this one. I really like having a dev team that is this involved with player feedback and doing it this quickly. Uh, but you do got to wonder, Tark, does that mean 
other things might change because of how big or small the audience is. We don't know. Complain about a certain, hey, this triggered some type of phobia or fear that I have. I mean, yes. Um, but I think you got to have some sort of, I don't know if they have like some internal guidance or anything, but something as small as changing an icon um, that could be done what I could feel was pretty quick because I remember when we saw the original icon, it was just maybe a month ago. So and, and Yoshi P did quick. say in his post that this was something that yeah. was relatively easy and quick to change. Yes. Yeah. And wasn't already throughout the entire game, you know, that they, they just released it. Um, so that's something, you know, those that have some fear of heights, you know, I'm sorry, maybe Kugane is not for you. Um, or leap of faith is not for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know how you get around a lot of these, unfortunately. I will say if they start putting clowns in the game, you know, you probably can count me out of whatever contest that is. What <laughs> <laughs> say you, Kronos? I think it's kind of a weird uh, line that you might have inadvertently drawn here. It is, but, like, you know, just, like, if I take, like, the, the arachnophobia thing, like, I mean, that also, like, they made, like, the fact that they're doing it now doesn't necessarily, like, retroactively apply to everything in the game. I guess that's, like, right. stuff that's already there. Right. And, like, changing an icon, like Tark said, is, it's, like, an easy change for something that bothered people. I don't think that we should treat this as, like, oh, they fixed this problem, so I have X problem. They should fix that. And and then you get down that rabbit hole. Um, but, I mean, it, it's weird, for sure. Like you said, I mean, it definitely opens up a can of worms because you're going to have people saying that stuff. And now anything... And anything that comes into the game is going to be scrutinized under that, and you're going to have those people that do that. Um, but I think overall, it's kind of nice that the devs are listening to stuff like that. Here's where I and, think, and, and this is small. Here's where I think but, that I end up landing on it. I trust the dev team. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like I trust them to not be caught in minutia of four people complaining about something versus however many people said, hey, this is an issue for us, and them recognizing this is enough of a concern for enough people. It's easy for us to do. Let's take care of it. Like, I don't have any doubt that if somebody tried to use this situation to roll into a, well, let's get this taken out for this reason, I trust the dev team. And that's a weird thing to say. Obviously, a lot of that trust comes from banked, trust that Yoshi P has 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 banked up himself over the years. Uh, so I, I feel like I kind of land on good on them. I'm glad they did this. Cool for the people that this this might have potentially uh, triggered or caused them to, you know, maybe not even be able to play the game. Um, yeah. Uh, finally, on the Final Fantasy 14 front, LunarCon wrapped up this week. If you don't know what that is, it is a fan-run event. It ran over the weekend. Uh, in-game, a lot of it's in-game, but there are special panels and things like that. You know, Sly was over, our, our boy Sly was doing over there, stuff like that. I bring it up, it's over, right? I know. But I, I bring it up because there was a special guest, gentlemen, and I don't know if you saw them. I, don't I did. You did. I, I didn't know this was a thing, but oh, I, I did hear well, about you didn't the know Lunar. Event. You didn't know about LunarCon. I did not know about it. I didn't know oh, it was wow. a thing until it had already started as well. Oh, wow. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. check it out, LunarCon.com. Uh, but there was a special guest there. Yes. One Mr. Todd Howard. Yes, of Bethesda fame. Todd was he there to Howard announce? Was, there. He was, was he there to announce 14 on Xbox? No. 
He oh, was there okay. to go ahead and pass out copies of Oblivion. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, specifically faded old copies of Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> you Final Fantasy fourteen players probably get the joke now. <laughs> yeah. Orchestrian rolls the faded copies of Oblivion were being handed out by a character that earned their way to max level for this joke. You've got to love the dedication. The character is, in fact, named Todd Howard and has, in fact, publicly posted how you, too, can glamour and look like Todd Howard. It's impressive the amount of glams the game has that you can makes make a person yeah. a real life person in game Absolutely. it's awesome Absolutely. i mean i don't know how much you all have watched asbin but uh he raids with a guy there's a tank that raids with him every time his name is dominique toretto, dominique and, uh, toretto and, yes. and he looks just like vid diesel from fast of the furious yeah. but he's a gun breaker and all his chat explodes every time they just talk about family for like an hour while he's like <laughs> I mean, so it's, you know it's, it's i don't know it's cool i mean it's not my thing but like people, a, lot, a ton of people do stuff like this and it's awesome so todd howard was at LunarCon passing out Faded copies of Oblivion. Love it. Love it. All are welcome. All are welcome. Gentlemen, before we go over to the other Square Enix news and wrap this show up for the week, I uh, I got a little something 14 related that I would like you two gentlemen to do. Now, Tark and Kronos uh, did not know about this. It was not in the show notes. If you look at the show notes Yay. right now, the Final Fantasy 14 portion of the show is complete. <laughs> However, it is not. Gentlemen, last week... We talked a little bit jokingly about who you would date in the Final Fantasy XIV universe. I may have found a quiz that will answer the questions for both of you once and for all on who you should date in the Final Fantasy XIV universe. So I'll ask the questions. I've got two panes open here. Uh, first right, one's ready. for Tark. Second one is for Kronos. You can both answer them at the same time. And we will find out who each of you should date in Final Fantasy XIV. Kronos, here we go. Right. <laughs> you just beat red. Here's the first question. If you could live in any area of Shadowbringers, where would you settle down? The Crystarium or Lakeland? Yulmore or Kalusia? Amarang? Ilmang? The Raktika Greatwood? The Forgotten City of Amarat, or I much prefer to wander around. Amarat. You're Amarat? What do you got, Tark? I'm going to go with Rektika. All right, we'll give you Amarat. We'll give you Rektika. Where is it? There it is. Rektika, great one. Second question. If you could describe your ideal partner as a class role, how would you describe them? They are a combination of all three in some form or ideal. They are DPS. They are tank. They are a healer. They aren't very combative at all. Or I really don't care what class role they fit. What do you got, Tark? You go first. Um, with me being a healer, I'd say DPS. You want some deeps, okay? What do yeah. you What do you want there in a partner in Final Fantasy XIV, Chronos? Uh, so I'm a white mage, so I'm like ultimately paired with Dark Knight, right? That's how that works. So, so I'll say tank. We'll give you a tank. All right. <laughs> Question three, Chronos, you're first. In terms of romantic responsibility and initiative, what would your ideal partner do? They take most of the initiative. They take little initiative, or it doesn't matter to me. 
And Kronos cannot believe he is taking this quiz. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, so that is Kronos's answer. Tark, what do you got? Uh, well, being the healer again, I'm not going to just thrust myself into the fray of things. Ah, um, ah, I'll, I'll, thrust I'll, uh, yourself into the romantic fray of things. <laughs> I'll have some uh, the DPS uh, be the, have the initiative. They take most of the initiative? Yes, most okay. of the initiative. All right. Question four, what in your personal opinion on, is your personal opinion on closed polyamorous relationships being in a mutual relationship with more than one person? Do you prefer being in a polyamorous relationship? You're not comfortable being in one, or I'm comfortable being in a polyamorous relationship, but I don't really care either way. How is this relevant to 14? Because uh, <laughs> oh. I, uh, I, I have, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Tark, what do you got? Uh, I'm okay being in a polyamorous, but it really doesn't matter. All right, so we'll give you that one. Same answer. Same answer? All right. What character should you date here continues? What are some qualities that you appreciate most in a partner? Now, you're able to select more than one of these, so you can select as many as you want. Uh, so I'll just read them, and you say yes or no, and that way I only have to hit the list once. Tark, physical, emotional, and or literal power and influence. Is that uh, most appreciated in a partner or not? Yes. Kronos? No. Their dedication to me. Not me as in me, Mike. Me as in you, their partner. <laughs> no. Also no. Also no. Uh, a passion for the things they love or find important. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, a strong <laughs> sense of leadership. Yes. I'm going to also say yes. Somebody is squeaking in my ear. Uh, <laughs> a quirky or endearing personality. <laughs> yes. Also, yes. A willingness to do what's right. Absolutely. Yeah. A chaotic or otherwise unpredictable perspective? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is there a way I can like, st strongly disagree? A love like... for simple things or being easy to please? Yes. Yeah. And finally, uh, being calm even in the face of great stress. Uh, no, because that's where I come in. So, no, it's not important. Okay. Uh, I'll say, say, yeah, also no. Yeah. All right. We'll move to next on this one. Do you want apathy in a partner? Yes. A apathy. A apathy? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you do, Kronos. <laughs> want empathy. Oh, empathy. Uh, yeah, well, no. <laughs> Sorry. I thought, I thought <laughs> that's what you said. My bad. Yeah. You, you want someone that has the salt flow with you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you do not want apathy. Negative morals. This is kind of a dumb question. I'm going to read these quickly. If there's anything that you don't think, uh, you know, these are all, do you not want these in your partner? Negative morals are wanting to hurt people. Going against what is considered normal or the status quo. Like, maybe that one's important to you. Uh, aggressiveness. Childish or immaturity. Those who use the ends justify the means thinking. Stubbornness. Possessiveness. Lying or immortality. Immortality, Jesus. It says immortality, no, no, not no. Immor amorality or anything. 
No. Yeah, pretty much no across the board on all this. Yeah, it's kind of what I figured. It's kind of weird, weird, weird stuff there. Uh, I think it's because, but well, my guess would be is because they're going to include villains in. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, you you want your in the result. Uh, what yeah. is your goal in life? To have to play and have fun, to help my community in some way, to learn something worthwhile, to settle down and be happy. I'm not quite sure. I'm still figuring it out. To do anything and everything that I want to protect my friends and loved ones, to seek greater challenges, to have grand adventures, or to find someone strong or wealthy who will love and take care of me. Aww. Settle down and be happy? Settle down and be happy? All right. Uh, Greater challenges. Greater challenges. Where is that one? Where was it? Uh, There it is. Greater challenges to overcome. I'm definitely getting thank grid. Are we, Uh. like, transferring all this over to, like, you know, Tinder or something? Because I'm, I'm not about. Yes, this. I'm filling out. I'm actually filling out profiles for you. Uh, okay, I would want a partner who is here: Elizin, Alra, Rothgar, Demigod, Vera, Rogadin, Makote, or you don't care. Wait, is Lalafell not on the list? Lalafell is not on the list, which is appropriate because. They're not, they're not children. I didn't make the quiz. <laughs> uh, um, it doesn't matter. Don't, yeah, don't it care. doesn't matter. And yeah, you don't care. don't care. All right. I think this is the last question. If you could have anything in the world with you, something that could never be taken away, would you have peace, a home, knowledge, immortality, power, my friends or family, freedom, wealth, Fairy tales, security, or I want everything. I'm going to not be that's a greedy a, asshole and say. That's a uh, deep question. Uh, I'll say knowledge. I feel like that's probably where I leave. But there's like probably more answer. Yeah, I'll say knowledge. That's my first. Okay. Uh, I'll go with peace. Peace. There is one more question. Pick a quote that you feel most resonates with you. The importance of the community matters more than my own well being. I will go to the ends of the earth and my morals if it means bringing back a lost loved one. I made mistakes in the past, but I want to atone for them. I don't want to follow any sort of authority. I enjoy the simple and peaceful things in life. I want to be pampered with riches and gifts, or I want to take care of someone else. Tark, which one resonates the most with you? I've made mistakes in the past, but I want to atone for them. What was the second one again? Can you read the second one? Uh, they were, the importance of the community matters more than my own well-being. I will go yep. to the ends of the earth and my morals if it means bringing back a lost that loved one. one. You want that one? That one, yeah. That one? Play near replicant, then. Okay, you both did not get the same person. All right, oh, cool. awesome. Yeah. Tark, you, are you ready for who you should date in Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen, Tark? Sure, yep. You should date, according to this survey... By uh, QuoteV.com, Kai Shear, a gentle man who calls Kalusia home. Kai Shear once sought refuge within the luxury and glamour of Yulmore when he made a promise with friends. When it was obvious that the wealth was little more than a lie, however, he decided to make himself into a new man and work hard at making his community a better place than it was before. Though he lacks a bit of tact, Kai Shear is a man with a good heart and a very positive personality. I bet I could ask you who you should date in Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> 1,000 times. 
and you never and make you pick a different character for every answer, and you still wouldn't have landed on Kai Shear. That's that's the cat guy, right? Yes. Yep. He's yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, uh, Kronos, on the other hand, you got good times. You got Morin uh, as the acting librarian of the Crystarium. There's no tall tale or story that he hasn't heard at least once, if not told himself to those who were but willing to listen. He's dreamed of seeing the night sky since childhood, brought up by fairy tales and storybooks about what life was like before the flood. Soft-hearted and gentle, but often feels worried that others might perceive his love of old stories and books as something childish. I, I could kind of see that. I could kind of see the two of you sitting on the beach <laughs> reading a book, Kronos. They really dug deep for these characters. They man. did. Yeah, they did. Now there is your just take answer. the main cast. They they did the there secondary and tertiary cast. Uh, let's finish up. What was the uh, was there a question about the gender? No, there was not. There was not. Uh, chat wanting to know if there was a question about gender. No, the the closest they got to that was like, what are you okay with being polyamorous or not? And I think that's because you could get hooked up with a couple of twins, maybe, uh, in in the, <laughs> in the game. Um, other Square Enix news. Apparently, <laughs> this is so dumb. Apparently, in Final Fantasy X, Titus was almost a plumber. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> that's from Nintendo, right? Yeah, uh, it's from from the game's writer uh, in an interview <laughs> with uh, Famitsu. Uh, Kuzushige Nojima was talking about the original idea was to make. Uh, Titus a plumber so that they could get him to the water to get the character in the water for the initial plan there was a time in which Titus was to be an underwater plumber the character wow. underwater plumber the character designer Tetsuya Nomura went as drawing illustrations Titus as a plumber until he was changed to a blitzball player uh, the only traces of his once plumber origins that remained his overalls I mean, yeah. the, cl the clown shoes are pretty pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I guess when you think about it, like the idea of blitzball is kind of far fetched, right? That's probably not your yeah. first idea. Yeah, you know, rugby underwater and where everybody can like breathe forever and it has like soccer scores. Uh, you know, um, I much prefer that than the plumber. <laughs> oh, I mean, for sure. It's just you know, like that's probably not you know you you probably have to get to that that point. I guess. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, Square Enix financials are out. Little bit up as far as overall revenues. Little bit down as far as profitability. A lot of that uh, having to do with the fact that, you know... Avengers. <laughs> buy, uh, buy, no, no, actually. No? Uh, if you compare it quarter over quarter, then Avengers oh, isn't okay. in there. You know, quarter this year, quarter last year. Uh, if you compare those two quarters, though, you're looking at how well Outriders and Nier did versus how, how well the Final Fantasy VII remake did. So a bit of a difference between those two quarters in how many bit. units probably moved. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, speaking of Nier, have either of you guys, I, Tark, I think you were going to, played the Nier reincarnation, the, the mobile thing? I've got notes. You have notes <laughs> on it? Okay, yeah. I'm going to turn this over to you then because I did not, and I know Kronos didn't. We both are, are anti-mobile game. Uh, not really anti-mobile <laughs> yeah. game, but we just don't enjoy mobile game, mobile sure. games. Uh, I, but I do have to set up this question for you, since you're going to give us like a mini review here, which I like. Sure. I, pre I appreciate it, sir. Yeah. The uh, 
there are touts in interviews where they were talking about how they made this to console quality. Would you agree that that was clearly playing it? A design goal of theirs was to make this as console-like as they could? Or is that just PR bullshit? I would say that they did try to push the mobile as far as they could um, with you know the technology that's out. So, yeah, they, they tried to get it as console-esque as, as they could. It's one way to put it, yeah. Okay. So what do you what are your thoughts? Go ahead. You got notes. All right. Let's start with the bad. Uh, there's three points here. Uh, first one is on monetization. Oh, um, gee, I am shocked and amazed that this <laughs> is on the bad list and it is number one. Look at my <laughs> shocked face. Uh, so you get a chance at a gem roulette. It'll spin. You can get anywhere from ten to three thousand gems. This is the premium currency. Um, but to access each of those attempts at the roulette, you have to watch a 30-second ad in-game. So, yeah. You said anywhere between 10 and 3,000? Yeah. yeah. So, you get 10 gems or 3,000. And 3,000 gems is the... um, is basically a 10-pole for the gotcha part of it. Um, So, you get to watch a 30-second ad. So, if you want those free gems, enjoy watching ads on Raid Shadow Legends and various pet meds out there. Um, but you, um, a little plus sign here. Uh, you can authorize the game to access your device for, to personalize the ads for you. Win-win, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Good stuff. Okay. Um, bad number two: uh, monetization. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so number one, <laughs> yeah, was monetization. Number yeah. two, also monetization. monetization. But uh, same reason, or pit- do we have another reason? Well, let me let me get to it. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, pity system is pitiful, question mark. Uh, so each summon gives one shard. Uh, these shards are can then be used as currency to purchase a four-star, which is the max rank right now in the game. Um, so 10 pulls equals 3,000 gems, which is about an anchor pricing of about $24. So you, had to you do the it math. Twice. You had to convert it twice yeah, to figure exactly. out how many dollars that was. With the, the worst possible luck, you could shell out $480 to get one four star off the pity system <sighs> accumulating those shards. If you have the worst possible luck. Uh, bad number three. This is the last bad. Um, anybody want to take a guess on what? what the, I, I think Windsharks jokingly said before you started. Monetization, monetization, monetization. He, he but may I have feel been part like of a stream. Windshark might be right in that all. Oh, you knew ahead of time. Well, you cheater! Yeah. Don't do he that. May, in my he may chat. have. He may have been part of, you know, of, of a on. stream. Hold on, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and you get a timeout. Yeah, we're gonna time that dude out. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> I'm not gonna time you out. Monetization. Uh, so this game does something I feel is just awful. Um, so you have the, the premium currency, these gems. Right. Well, this game puts a differentiation between the free gent gems and the right. paid gems. So you have two different premium currencies, and the free, uh, the free gems can't access all the offers that the paid gems can. What? Yeah. There is a special 10-pole offer where you get a guaranteed four-star, but you can't use your free gems for that offer. 
absolutely awful. That's it for the bad. And we want some of the good real quick. I mean, you got to go real quick because I don't fucking care okay. anymore. <laughs> uh, stories. Uh, it's near. So I've gotten two full chapters in. Um, if you like near story and all the tragedy, you're going to get lots of this. Bring the tissues. The stories are great, though. Uh, the music, um, not at the same level of, as Automata that I've already experienced and all of Replicant, but it's still pretty good. Uh, combat uh, feels a bit basic, um, but I can see down the road elemental weaknesses and using different weapons and all that. That's going to be very important. So you're going to have to grind a lot because each weapon uh, that is assigned to a character is also assigned an elemental. Uh, our, weakness, we our weapons gotcha? Uh, the, so the gotcha is the weapon. Okay. But certain weapons have a character attached to them. So it's a little right. flipped. Um, but it does feel good to pull off a 19-hit combo. So that was that was pretty awesome. I like that. And that's it for my mini review. You're going to download this after the show, right, Mike? You look like you're going to download it. You look like you're downloading it right now. I actually think I'm going to sell my phone. Um, <laughs> just get rid of it. Oof. Wow. Just get rid of it. Oof. But Oof. I've done three ten pulls, and I do have a two B and a two, so good yeah. stuff. Yay! Yay! That was it. Was pretty cool. Was, well, was I do appreciate you you taking the time to write the notes down for the show. That's uh, that's dedication. Oh. I appreciate that part. Uh, wow, I'm stunned. Um, mm. totally sounds like console quality. Um, well, that was short lived. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers had their little uh, free weekend. Player counts surged and held to over a 10,000 peak and about 6,000 average throughout the weekend. Now it's back down to 1,600, according to Steam charts. Aww, so that was quick. Face. That was quick. Uh, remember, just a couple of weeks for Wakanda. But, but in maybe better news, I know this is one that Kronos in particular is looking forward to there was a uh, a new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer dropped today. What did you think of the trailer there? I'd say looking forward to is a bit maybe a bit of a stretch. I I, I really yeah, like Marvel. You, you liked it when they so, revealed it. I, I said I said I would probably buy it because I really like Marvel and it seems like at least it's not like Avengers where it's I'm the buying Lady like... Hellbender cinematic, by the way. Uh, but yeah no I thought the cinematic is actually pretty cool. The voiceovers sound really good. Um, I'm still interested to see more. Like, I, I still don't know how much I really like that. Like, only Star Lord is controllable, and that's yeah. probably not going to change. Um, and then I don't really. I'm kind of curious to see like how the decisions really matter because that decision in the in the cutscene that they showed doesn't really seem like it's really going to change much. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and if that doesn't really matter, then like, why are they there? Um, yeah. If you, I don't know if we'll get to it in the B roll here, but you, you, there is a very like a SWOTOR uh bioware esque mass effect esque mass effect uh, yeah, I was gonna say. dialogue choosing uh for the cutscene. But like Krono said the one example they give here, if you watch the whole scene, you're like, well that could have really played the same both ways. Uh yeah. with maybe a line or two of difference in the animation, but nothing worthwhile or, or meaningful impact wise. Like, is it going to be worth well, me playing a second time? I guess is really right. where I'm at. Well, may maybe. Um, you know, I did notice on that first trailer. You know, that there was relationship points. So plus minus. You know, maybe there's something Mass Effect like at the end. Yeah, where you're you're building the relationship with the peoples. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll see. This one, uh, what is this? October. It's not that far away, actually. It's pretty no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Not that far. I'm not just not a. I, I actually have never seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you're not a Marvel guy, so, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's not that I don't like Marvel or anything like that. I was just never really into comic books. Besides Tales from the Crypt, I was that Most, was that was just, my comic just, book. Uh, that was my just comic to kind book. of sell like sell you on it for like a quick thirty seconds. Most okay. people that don't really care about comic books really like the first Guardians. Okay. I mean, I own them. I own them on 4K Blu-ray, but I've never watched them. No one knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was. What the heck is this? And it's one of the best of the MCU. So, All right. Hey, uh, I'm sure you guys are going to be stunned by this news, and I'll give it to you, and then we'll go over to to the uh, Love It or Leave It segment, and we'll call it a week. Uh, But I'm sure you're going to be stunned. The Pixel remasters are getting review bombed. Not because they're crappy games. In fact, most of the feedback, as we said last week, has been relatively positive. Uh, and, and and Happy finishing number three, saying this is the definitive version of three. Uh, don't, wow. don't play any of the other ones. This is, if you've never played three, this is the way to play it. So somebody's opinion that I value very highly is saying, you know, that, that, that much, that speaks to it. Uh, but it is getting review bombed. Predictably. To prove to... N- Square that there is a demand for this on consoles. Gee, Kronos, I didn't see this coming. Let me whip out my shocked face again. You're going to overuse that. When they say something as dumb as if there is a demand for it, you basically just ask for the product to get review bombed, don't you? Pretty much. I mean, the funny thing is, like, every other one exists on Switch, right? Pretty much. Like, I mean, the older ones, right? Like, all the way up to 12. Well, well, um, I guess. it's like, why not do it? It's like, it's not like yeah. you can't run it. Like, yeah. it's a mobile game. You happen to have that uh, <laughs> Switch that'll let you uh, take it on the go, Tarkoth? You got that queued up? Um, damn it. No, because... Oh, <laughs> well, caught him unawares. <laughs> caught him unawares. Let's hit over. Damn it. <laughs> Let's hit over. Do love it or leave it. Love it or leave it is the last segment of every show where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a feature in a game, could be a press release, could be financials, could be anything Square Enix related. And you have to tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or you're going to leave it. And I told the gentleman not to reveal too much a little earlier because today's love it or leave it is video game based cookbooks. Whether or not it's Final Fantasy doesn't matter. I'm talking about the concept of video game-based cookbooks. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm a sucker. I kind of love this stuff. Uh, I like to cook. I, you know, I like video games. And yeah, I will readily admit that all these recipes in there are just like regular-ass recipes <laughs> with a slight maybe presentational difference to make it look Eorzean or from Azeroth or from whatever. Uh, maybe a little bit of a spice difference or the way you cut something. Yeah, fine. I readily admit that that's dumb, but I kind of love these types of things. What about you, Kronos? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna leave it. Uh, it's just not for me. It's not that like I don't think it's a cool product, and that it's gonna. It's like I think it's gonna sell actually phenomenally well because a lot of the streams and stuff that where like he cooks, they're pretty popular, and a lot of people are posting stuff on Twitter. So it's just not for me. It's not a thing that I'm ever gonna buy. So I'm gonna leave it. Tark, break the tie. 
Well, I am excited to see you cook something. I, you know, we just need those uh, 100 likes or 100 views or 100 likes. 100 views. 100 views. 100 views. Uh, 100 views. Yeah, um, I wish 100 likes, brother. We ain't there yet. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited to see you cook something from it. And I'm sure we're going to see something on uh, Hap's Twitter about all the cooking because he's just all about the pictures of his cooking and food right now. Um, I'm going to leave it. Uh, I, I personally don't care. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. So I lose on this one. That's fine. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Chat, don't go anywhere after the show. Right after the show, we'll be bringing the stream live with Miss Faye Death. What's up, Faye? You're muted. Oh, there you are. There you are. There we go. Lag, lag. It's all right. Yeah, a little lag bit of lag. I, you like these cookbooks, don't you? I do. I love them. I thought you, I you did a whole meal like uh, from Azeroth, didn't you? Uh, no, that was uh, somebody else that had that cookbook, but I have done video game cooking in the past. I like to try to create stuff, and I always love it when they put it together for me. Nice. What are you, what are you playing tonight? Uh, tonight we're going to go run around in Fallout 76 because we can Ooh. and give the murder hobos a, a week off. We're going to go murder leap some zombies and maybe try to get my uh, jumping mutation back because I totally screwed that up last time we were in there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Chats, hang tight right after the show. Faye Death will be right up here with some Fallout 76. If you're watching on YouTube or on Ready Check Radio, remember, go to those comments right now and uh, click like, leave us a comment, feed the algorithm there. But actually, uh, for purpose here, put your new player tips in. And I know some of you, very experienced. You've been watching me cover this game for, oh God, almost a decade now. And, uh, <laughs> and, and on multiple sites. And I know some of you are very experienced too. So that segment might not have had a lot for you, but... Now that you got a feel for where we were going with the tips, leave your new player tips in the comments below, either on readycheckradio.com or over on YouTube right under the video. Until next time, gang, we'll be back next Thursday, 7 p.m. You know where to find us, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always, Twitter, Kronos411. Uh, I've been streaming Guilty Gear a little bit, like once a week. If you have any questions too, like Final Fantasy 14 questions, you can always tweet at me. Yeah, Nasagra saying can't give tips because it's still a sprout, but I'll take them. Head on over to the video and comment with any questions you might have. We'll be happy to answer them. That's no problem. For oh, sure, yeah. Tark. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> muted. That's going to go ahead and be muted. Whoops. Yep, that was muted. Yep. Uh, you can find me, as always, on Twitch and Twitter at Tarkov Gaming. Also, find me. Uh, here on Ready Check Radio, Saturday and Sunday nights, we're doing near Automata. Fun. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1 on Twitter, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R A I D E O, so we can tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers, including myself, goes live, hanging out, playing video games. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.